On this episode of Jet City Hot Takes, the Seahawks get the W on the road in Atlanta, but what the hell was that second half? And eight games in for the Seahawks with eight games left to go. Your midseason report card for your home team. And there's two undefeated teams left in the NFL, and Keith thinks one of them is getting their first loss. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Who am I kidding? These guys aren't pros. The starting lineup for your Jet City Hot Takes podcast. He's Boston bred. He hates seafood. And he swore to start reading more. So now he watches Netflix with his subtitles on. Corey Dillon. That is next level stupidity. And he's a Northwest native. Doesn't care what you say. Sriracha is overrated. And he sleeps with a Ken Griffey Jr. body pillow. Keith Wayne. Hey, I don't judge. You do you. Just keep it off the field. Jet City Hot Takes. Hot Takes. Week 9 of the NFL season. That means the Seahawks, they played eight games halfway through the year, so we're going to get to that. Uh, Jet City Hot Takes. Keith, welcome in. Hey, what's up? Hey, people. Hey, how, how you are do- you? Hey, how you doing? World Series Game Seven's on tonight, so if there's any outburst, I, uh, I apologize ahead. The Astros are already in, or the Astros are already up one nothing after three innings. So, yeah, top of the fourth. So after three innings, Astros up one nothing. Astros, please win! I don't want to listen to my girlfriend. Okay, let's get... <laughs> Your let's only get, reason for rooting for the Astros. Yeah, really. Uh, let's get back to, to football. The Week 8 game, Seattle going into Atlanta. I mean, I think we both thought this should be a, a pretty easy game for and the it Seahawks. It was. The first half especially. I think they went up 24 to nothing, and I didn't even start. I stopped paying attention to the game, really. Yeah, they were up 24 nothing at halftime. They did all their damage except for a field goal in the first half. And then I was like, what the hell is Matt Schaub doing throwing 460 yards against... I will tell you what happened. Please do. Because, I, I mean, I don't... It makes no sense to me, but so, go on and give me... Did you did you watch the game? I did, I did. Okay, so they're up 24 nothing at halftime. Their whole thing is take care of the ball, right? So I think what the Seahawks did is they were like, look, we're up 24 nothing. We don't want Russ to get hurt, so we're just going to run the ball at him a little bit, try to chew up clock. The Falcons teed off on the run, so... Their quick possessions, done, punting the ball back to the Falcons. And then the defense just kind of sat back in almost a cover three or prevent defense like the entire second half. So, of course, you're just going to dink and dunk underneath and guys were missing tackles. So that's how that happened. This still doesn't make me feel good about this defense, and I don't care if they took it off or if they're trying to play safe. 460 yards to match job just bothers me. And it goes just it just adds to my thing with these, these terrible quarterbacks that are having success against the Seahawks secondary, which is what worries me in the long run for this team is this defense. I mean, they sat back in zone coverage the entire second half against a guy who's been in the league for a long time. What? The guy's gonna the guy's gonna easily pick that apart, and he's throwing the ball to Julio Jones. The guy is 72 years old. I don't care what you're... He should not throw 460 And he's yards. throwing the ball to basically Jesus and football pads with Julio Jones. <laughs> of course he's gonna put up numbers. Listen, I just wasn't... I, again, the defense is what scares me. I do... I, I mean, I totally agree. I think that, you know, they got very comfortable. Uh, it's more about protected let's just end this game get out of here with a win yeah I think the second half was more on the coaches than it was on the players to be honest with you I would agree and then there was a point in the second half Seahawks were like okay the Falcons are starting to build some momentum then the offense had a drive the officials totally screwed them on the end of that drive they had to settle for three instead of a touchdown a missed obvious face mask on Russell Wilson he got his head twisted around very next play they called a phantom PI against Tyler Lockett well he's a very aggressive receiver and you know known for these type of things yeah I know he's known for boxing guys out and (laughs) catching jump balls. Actually, he's actually really good in jump ball situations. I don't, but, know, I don't know how he does that. At 5'8", he, must, he just climbs the defender. Positioning, man. <laughs> he climbs him. <laughs> 
Uh, speaking of Tyler Lockett, that's my offensive player of the week for the Seahawks. All right. Uh, six catches, 100 yards. A couple of those catches, too, were like, how in the world? Yeah, so he, he's had, he's <laughs> he's had some of these catches, and it, it doesn't make my sense. I'm surprised you didn't go DK Metcalf because he was one of your fantasy players that you picked last week to have a good game. Catches two touchdowns. Uh, DK Metcalf gets an honorable mention. Uh, he got those two touchdowns. Apart from those two touchdowns, I don't think he did a whole lot, but hey, it's two touchdowns, right? Well, I do think he's improving, but we'll get to that later. Uh, and then another honorable mention, Chris Carson, 90 rush yards, touchdown. He kind of set the tone in the first half. Yeah. Uh, defensive player of the week, by the way, Marquise Blair, the rookie at safety. He had a huge game. He looks fantastic. Like, Is he the, is he the savior of the defense? The, I think he's the, the safety of the future. Okay. He looks I'm – not, I'm not, this is not me saying Is he here to save the defense this year? No. Okay. What, what he looks like to me right now, I'm not saying he's going to be Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas, all-time great. He's in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but I just flipped Keith off. That's <laughs> But he looked like an early Earl Thomas, like a 2010, 2011 Earl Thomas out there against Matt Schaub and the Falcons. Yeah, he was put he was laying some dudes out. Okay. And he had a forced fumble on the goal line. Marquise Blair, good job. I mean, you, yeah, we were clapping there in case. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then why don't we just get to the grade of, you know, we're halfway through the season for the Seahawks. They have, a, you know, a bye in the later uh, games this year. So got eight in right now, halfway point. I won't get to, or uh, do you want to go letters first, letter grade first, and then dig in, or would you rather dig in and then give an overall grade at the end? I'm going to, let's give a letter grade first. Letter grade first. All right, offense gets an A. They've basically been the reason we've been winning these games. Russell Wilson is having an MVP caliber season. That's a great running game. We have some receivers kind of showing up out of nowhere. We had some questions about the receiving core this year. Uh, my main concern right now is tight end with Will Disley out. Ed Dixon's coming back from IR to help with that. And uh, now it looks like we've lost Justin Britt for the season. So, Joey Hunt, you got to step it up, man. Defense, though, C minus. C minus. Pretty good against the run, which I think is really important. They've also forced some turnovers you're going from like a b b minus down to a c minus because of that pass defense the pass rush is almost non-existent uh the seahawks secondary is hurting a lot because of that lot lack of pass rush and i think some they're lacking some speed on the outside overall though team they're six and two they're winning games b plus b plus mm-hmm. from the homa Run the homer. The, the homer. homer didn't even give him an A, okay? So you can't right. call me that much of a homer. So if you want me to go offense, defense, overall. Uh, offense, uh, I'm with you in the A category. I go A-. minus. Um, I do think it's the only reason... Um, this team is as doing as well as it is is because of Russell Wilson um, and the and the office. He's he's having an insane year. Then defense, I will agree. I'm going to get into a little bit of statistics here. Just the eye test. It, it really worries me for this team, uh, especially. I'll get there in a second. So I'll go C minus there. Overall for the team, I have is a B minus six and two good record. We're going to get into the schedule coming up, which is you know daunting. Yeah. Um, but I'll get into this it, it, for my whole overall grade. Um, the offense ninth in yards gain on pace for the best output ever. Not as great as they'd like to be uh, scoring eleventh in the league. Um, you know, but it's not as bad as say twenty sixteen when they were like eighteenth at this point. So yeah. it's not it's not something like that. They're averaging like twenty six points a game, um, which is you well, know and, I, th- and, I think pretty the good. Seahawks are doing well. They're not going to be the team that puts up 40 points a game. No, they they, they want to run the ball and control the clock. They want to win games like 24 to 14. Which is ironic, though, because Russell is having such a great year. He's on pace for his best season ever. Probably the favorite for the MVP at this point. If not, it, him and McCaffrey, to uh, me, at this point. Honestly, I'd put Aaron Rodgers number one right now. Uh, 
the way he's been yeah, playing the last couple weeks. Yeah, season, no, I'll give you that. But a couple weeks isn't going to do it for me. Um, he's at he's he has the best completion percentage, yards per attempt, yards per game, interception rate, and passing rating of his career at the halfway point. So he's been insane. He's up there for you know probably the favorite of MVP. Like I said, um, the wide receivers Lockett's been Lockett. He's been great. He's made some amazing catches. DK Metcalf seems to be improving, even though he had that horrendous fumble uh, a couple weeks ago that I'm still going to hold against him. Because he made up just, for it with two touchdowns. Fine, but still. <laughs> honorable mention in your offensive player in the week. So he's 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 coming along, and obviously I think the loss of Disley is huge. Uh, you said Dixon's coming back, so that'll be a good addition. But their wide receiver core worries me a little bit, even though they have looked pretty decent this year. Uh, the running game has been great. Yeah, um, Chris Carson looks great. He you know, scared the heck out of me at the beginning of the season with those first how, two weeks those, were rough. Those fumbles, fumble, fumble, fumble. It was, it was scary. However, he's been a, re- a reliable target for Wilson this year. Um, has 22 catches all year already. Half yeah. the point. He had 20 all season last year. Um, so he could get 50 targets this year. Uh, he. He is playing really great. I had my doubts at the very beginning and kind of was on the penny train for a little bit, especially after all those fumbles. But uh, he's turned it around, and he's become one of the best backs in the league. Uh, Their offense with Wilson and with that running game, I really like. A team with a great secondary or or good secondary, I, I don't know if they can eliminate some of those weapons that they have on the outside. Or, or they would do that, so they can, maybe they could focus on the... Which is why that running game is important. Correct. So I guess so. my point would be, if you can shut down the run, then... What's going to happen? Yeah, then what do you do with Russell Wilson? Correct. Well, they're hard to defend. They are, but that's. I don't think they've had a a real tough defensive challenge, except for the Ravens. Saints. Saints have a great defense. They do. They have a good defense. Um, uh, and the Steelers' defense actually is not that bad. Their offense has been god awful, but their defense has been pretty solid. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I mean, I really have not paid much attention to the Steelers since Week One, and that was a thirty-three to three loss to the Patriots, and they didn't look good then. I haven't really paid much attention. Typical to the Patriot defense. only play, only pays attention to a team. Hey, week they listen, play I, there's no reason for me to. I mean, to really <laughs> follow the third string quarterback who's playing for the Steelers and what the hell they're doing. Hey, they're I, back I, on. Their second string, uh, great, and <laughs> they went down. For, they won, but they went down fourteen nothing to the Dolphins. But that, besides the point, anyways, that's my offensive stuff. The defense again is what worries me. Thirteen sacks in the first eight games. Uh, the defensive line really has to step up. They Which have, it, this, it's such a weird stat for me because if you, I'm one of those guys who will like look at Pro Football Focus and everything. Jadavian Clowney's win rate in pass rush situations is off the charts. It's like seven. It's like a seventy percent win rate, and he's getting double teamed. So my question is, why isn't everyone else able to get any pressure? I don't know. They can't get to the quarterback. It's it, which is so weird because last year Jaron Reed had ten sacks at D tackle, and he's you I know, know he's only been back for a couple games. Maybe he's not quite right in the legs yet. Obviously, Ansa isn't a hundred percent. Clearly, it's just I, I don't know. They they don't get to the quarterback, and with the secondary the way it is, uh, we said this all year long, I think, but. If they can't get to the quarterback, that makes this already average secondary a lot worse. Um, and, and that's what worries me. Uh, their defense is ranked, I think, 20th in points, 23rd in yards. Um, and that includes, you know, games against Andy Dalton, who just got benched, Teddy Bridgewater, On his birthday. Kyler Murray, Matt Schaub. Uh, some pretty bad quarterbacks have had good games against this defense. That's what worries me going forward, when, you, especially in the playoffs, when you go against, say, Aaron Rodgers, say, yeah. Drew Brees. Uh, it, it's. It, it's that's what scares me about this team is the defense, and I don't know what they're going to do. 
when they come against a real quarterback? Well, we shall see. We will because the second half of this season, man, yeah. is brutal. So let's recap real quick. I gave him a B minus. You give him a B plus. Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. You know, I'm not from here. You're from here. You give him a little more love than me. Get a little, a little bit of love. A little more love. Oh yeah. So let's get in that Seahawks' hardest schedule in the second half of the season. If you go by winning percentage, I'll list the games off real quick. Uh, you have Tampa Bay. You have at San Francisco. You have the Eagles. You have Vikings. You have at Rams, at Panthers, Cardinals, and San Francisco again. That's brutal. It is brutal. That is brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, you know, San- And four of those games, by the way, there are four straight primetime games there. What's that? Eagles, Vikings, Rams? Uh, Niners, Niners, Eagles, Vikings, yeah. Rams. Boom, There's boom, a bye boom. week thrown in there, too. Okay, true. Yes. So two games against the 49ers. I think at best you split. Uh, going to the Rams on the road is a worry for me. You got them once here. I think they might get you down there. That's it's possible. You know, two. I think you're looking at at least two losses here. Could definitely be, uh, I'd say, maybe three with the Eagles. Um, Eagles? Uh, sorry, Vikings. I, I could say th- maybe three with the Vikings. So I, th- I think there's a very good possibility that they go five and three for the rest of the season and end up at uh, 11 and five. I could see five and three. Uh, I don't think they're going to drop a Monday night game against the Vikings because it's a primetime game and it's against Kirk Cousins. Seahawks under Pete Carroll have an amazing record in primetime games. Kirk Cousins does not have an amazing record in primetime games and definitely not against teams with a winning record. So I'm not with you on that Vikings one. It's just hard for me. I mean, they're, they're, they have such great offensive weapons. But it is totally possible they could get swept by the Niners. And that Panthers team, although they just got demolished by the 49ers, by the 49ers is much better than they played in the Kyle game. Allen, no longer undefeated. <laughs> But uh, I, I think the Panthers are going to be a tough out, especially with that defense and Christian McCaffrey. There's, there's that, That's a tough out. You're going to find out who the Seahawks really are. And again, I, I said this to you off the mic. Um, I think this is going to benefit them going into the playoffs. Even if they end up 11-5 or 10-6 and as, um, as a, a wild card team, going through this daunting schedule at the end of the season, they're going to be the wild card team that a team does not want to see. That They're not going to want to see this team. They're going to be battle-tested. They have a lot of tough matchups. Again, the defense is what worries me, but I think the strength of this schedule uh, could could benefit them going into the playoffs. You know, I'm 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 kind of with you. I'm I've seen teams have a really good record, but not really have to play a really tough schedule, and then they get into the playoffs and get punched in the mouth and don't know how to respond. I mean, you can look as I mean, I'm a Seahawks fan. The only Super Bowl we've won so far, that's exactly what happened to the Denver Broncos, right? Right. They had an easy schedule outside of a couple games against probably the Patriots Mm -hmm. and maybe some tough games in the division against the Chargers. They had a really easy schedule that year. They came into a game against Seattle in the Super Bowl and just, no. (laughs) They were done immediately. This is yeah. This is the team. I think they're you know not to get too far ahead. I think they're going to go in as the, you know the first wild card team, which means you're going against you know the fourth division winner at home, which they can easily go probably into. Cowboys or Eagles. You know, and I think they would go in and, and beat a team like that. I think they're a team that uh, they're going to be battle tested. Um, as long as they stay healthy, uh, they can cause some fits in the playoffs. They're going to be a team you don't want to see because of this schedule. And you know what? Yeah, the Niners are undefeated, and Seahawks have two losses. The bright side of this, if you're a Seahawks fan. Um, they still control their own destiny. They have two games against the Niners. If they win out, they win the division, plain and simple. Now, are they going to win these eight games? Probably not. That'd be a tall order for any team, let alone a team that has to face this gauntlet in the second half of the season. But, I mean, it's it's all in their control. 
so it could happen. It, it, it could, but not likely it could happen, so the positive thing is it, it could happen. Uh, really, you want to take care of those two games against San Francisco, uh, and, and the good thing is the last one's at home. So, with that, let's get into this week's matchup against Tampa. I think I know where you're going to go with this. Let's dig in. Let's dig in. Let's uh, dig ho- in this ho- one. Hosting the Bucks. I know the Bucks are inconsistent. Jameis Winston can throw five touchdowns and one interception, or one interception and five touchdowns. I have no idea. What do you see happening in this game? Uh, I think it's going to be one of those games where Jameis Winston is probably going to have a decent number of passing yards. He's got a great target in Mike Evans. O.J. Howard is a really good young tight end. Uh, Chris Godwin, I think they also have. He's a pretty solid wide receiver. He's got a lot of weapons around him, but Jameis Winston is the question mark. His decision making and his accuracy really kind of make the Bucks' offense a wild card. And defensively, I don't know that the Bucks can keep up with anyone on that Seahawks offense for four full quarters. So, I mean, give me the Seahawks win. They're we'll get into like the actual pick, mm-hmm. uh, the, the spread coming up. But there's no reason the Seahawks shouldn't win this game. That's why I think they're in trouble because they have such good weapons and and. Again, I don't. I don't know what the last. I, I had the who they played. I don't remember. I had it pulled up. What's the best offensive weapons that they've maybe last week in, in Atlanta with obviously Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, but that was with Matt Schaub and not that uh, Jameis Winston is much better than Matt Schaub per se. Um, but that was Schaub's first start right this year. Um, yeah. This is Mike Evans is a big, bad receiver. Uh, he has had, and I think three weeks. And I know that this doesn't. I don't know the statistics. I know I'm pretty sure he went over 50 fantasy points three times this year. Whatever the hell the stats were, yeah, he's had, you guys had some games. absolute monster games. I don't know how you stop him. You don't. So don't don't go into this game thinking that you need to stop Mike Evans to win because that is not the answer. If you do that, you're going to leave openings for everyone else on that Bucks offense. And Godwin is is and Godwin's right really good. If you focus too much on Mike Evans, all of a sudden OJ Howard and and Chris Godwin are going to pick you apart underneath. So don't don't focus in on Mike Evans as the answer to stopping that Bucks offense because it's not. What you need to do is ramp up that pass rush. Yes, man. That's what you need to do. You need and to you're make- at home against Jameis Winston. You've got that home crowd. Your defense should be able to get the jump. Rattle him. Hit him a couple times. Rattle him. Make make a couple errant throws pop out. You know, make him fumble the ball. He's good for two interceptions. I'll give you that. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can do that and then offensively you take care of the ball and do your job, there's no reason you shouldn't win this game. Okay, so before we get to our games, the real football that we're going to pick, and even before the fantasy uh, plays, do you want to touch? Do you want to touch on the Sounders yesterday? Because I, I know you were watching. We're, we're going to sidetrack from football to football. Football to football. I mean, it's CenturyLink to CenturyLink. Uh, well, they weren't playing at CenturyLink, yeah. but their home field is CenturyLink. So yeah, uh, is. I, I know you watched the Sounders yesterday. Uh, I watched a little bit of it after all the scoring happened, so I saw all the boring football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, but I, I mean. Rui Diaz is an absolute beast. I don't really know much about soccer. I went to a game last year against Colorado. He scored there, scored two more yesterday. The guy just seems super clutch. You know a little bit more, but show some love to the Sounders. Sounders with their third trip to the MLS Cup Final in four seasons. Uh, they won it back in 2016, lost the MLS Cup Final in 2017. Didn't go last year, but now they're back in it. Right now, I'm looking at the score for Atlanta-Toronto, and they'll play the winner of that game. If Toronto wins, it's it would, in Seattle. It would be a rematch of the other two times that the Sounders Three have been four, in. But in Seattle is the important thing, And then right? this time in Seattle. Correct. The other it, two times have been in Toronto. And if Atlanta wins, it's in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay, so do we kind of want Toronto to win? Yes. Bring Toronto here? Yeah, we need. We can't leave that MLS Cup series tied. At one. At get, one. Get the third one and, in there. And you want to have that game at home, man. You do. 
But either way, Sounders, just awesome. They won 3-1 to one on the road against the team that had the best record in the history of MLS. Bravo. 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 Go Sounders. What did Russell Wilson say? Scarves up. Scarves up. <laughs> Let, <laughs> let's get to the fantasy football real quick. I just have a couple to touch on. I don't know about you. Plays that I like. Derek Carr. Derek Carr against Detroit. Uh, I I like that matchup. Uh, for Oakland has been surprisingly better than a lot Pretty of people good. think, and that offense isn't too bad. So I like Carr going against the Detroit defense. Uh, Jamison Crowder down in Miami. Uh, I think he has. He just has. I think he's Sam Darnold's favorite receiver, and that they're playing the Dolphins. Uh, I just think they're going to connect a lot. So uh, Jamison Crowder, and then I also like Danny Amendola, who's had back-to-back monster weeks for Detroit, and I see he's him still continuing. That's yeah, right. <laughs> and he's going against uh, the Oakland pass defense, which is not good. Garbage. So uh, I, I think those three, three, uh, three players are you know start worthy if you're thinking about flex or or a quarterback decision all right i got a couple quarterbacks for you first one i just said Kirk cousins sucks against teams with a winning record but kansas city's defense is really bad and i think it's it would be different if mahomes was playing and they had to play catch up i think he might be in position to maybe turn it over a couple times if that happened but with matt moore playing although he did do pretty well against that packers secondary which isn't bad i don't see matt moore having two great games in a row i i think i think Kirk cousins is going to get you probably three touchdowns and if he's smart won't turn the ball over he's got weapons on the outside against a pretty bad defense Gardner Minshew is my other quarterback for you every day Gardner over here hey but you know what they're at home and the Texans have the fifth worst pass defense in the NFL and just lost Watt so and just lost JJ Watt so gimme Gardner Minshew and I got a little uh surprise running back for you Kenyon Drake He just went over to the Cardinals. Not that I think he's that good, but Chase Edmonds has been ruled out, and David Johnson is still a game-time decision, and even if he does start, it'll be running back by committee. So if you need a running back two or a flex, go get Kenyon Drake right now. Unless you're on DraftKings. uh, I don't know about FanDuel, but DraftKings, uh, since the trade just happened, he's not getting any points, so make sure you don't pick him. He's in red. Don't pick him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get the real football. First game, Bucks against the Seahawks. We just spoke about this one. What's the spread? Uh, Minus six. It is. Okay, I was reading that, and I was like, ooh, that might have just... a big spread. Yeah, that is pretty big. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, That Bucks defense... is going to have a hard time slowing down the Seahawks offense, especially here in Seattle. And uh, I think Jameis Winston's going to turn it over a couple times. And the Seahawks usually play games way closer than they need to be. Seahawks will win, but the Bucks will cover. Wow! Yeah. I did not see that coming from you, I'll be honest. I did not see that coming. I'm on the Bucks big time on this game. Again, obviously the, the they play closer than they need to all the time, um, but I just really like their offensive weapons. And you've seen you've seen him go off. He went off against the Rams, Jameis Winston that is, off against the Rams where they beat the Rams on the road uh, and putting up, I think, 50 points. Like they, it, Yeah, there was a couple defensive touchdowns very, in there. But. Very inconsistent. But they have some great weapons, and I don't have faith in this secondary. So I'm going to take the points there with the Bucks. Um, we got the toilet bowl, right? <laughs> Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins plus three. All right. Do you think it's going to happen here? The first win. Is this the one where the Dolphins accidentally win a game? You tell me. It is. The Dolphins will accidentally win a game here. I don't, I don't know if they're going to find a way to win, but the Jets will find some spectacular way to lose this game. Give me the Dolphins. The Jets might win, but I'm taking the points with the Dolphins. I, I, I am taking the points. I don't know if the Dolphins will win outright, but these teams both suck so bad. I'm just going to take the points with whoever had the points. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, Texans versus Jags. Part two later this season. <laughs> Texans at Jags. Jags plus one and a half. 
Uh, give me the Jags straight up. Oh, you are insane. Am I? They're at home. There's no J.J. Watt. They got a really bad pass defense. Gardner Minshew's looking better and better every game. I'm noticing that mustache you're growing. Are you trying to be Gardner? Oh, I'm trying to look like Luke Combs right now. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Texans. Uh, this is a game, division game, big game. I think they, they need this one. Uh, I think they are going to want to rally, you know, with the J.J. injury. They're going to want to play hard. The Jaguars, I, I like rooting for Minshew. I, I like rooting for them, but this is a big game, so I, I think the Texans are going to take it. I'll take, the, right. I'll take the Texans uh, minus one and a half. Uh, the final one, Patriots-Ravens. Why don't you go first? All Raven, right. Ravens are also uh, under – so Ravens are plus three and a half. Yep. Give me the Ravens. This is the first... No surprise. This, okay, okay, Mr. Patriot fan. You've had, like, one game against a semi-decent team. This is the first real test the Patriots have had. They're on the road against a pretty weird offense. Now, Belichick is a football genius, especially defensively, but there's not a whole lot of game film out there on how to stop this style of offense. <laughs> Patriots taking the first L of the season. Not going to happen. I actually, in fact, think they're going to smoke them. I think that oh. this is, you know, they, this is, they've had 12 preseason games. This is their first <laughs> game to uh, actually prove themselves to the league. Like, no, we're as good as we are. Um, they're gonna, they always take away your best weapon. They're going to do that. Uh, I think that Lamar Jackson, as fast as he is, and what they're going to contain him. They're going to make him. If they want to make him throw, you know, dink and dunk and, and have to complete six or seven passes, even if they're short or not, on a drive, then they're going to make him do that. And I don't. The Patriots' defense is is just really good. They're going to blow out the Ravens. A blowout. They're going to blow them out. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say a 13 point win, uh, Patriots on the road at Baltimore. It's not a home thing. It's they've had a lot of practice. Leading up to this game, <laughs> the Ravens... That's all they've had is practice. Ravens have actually had to play some the Ravens real teams. The Ravens are not going to be able to compete. Patriots, I'll take them. All Minus right. 13. <laughs> <laughs> lock of the week, it's here! And uh, it, it's really, depending upon what you want to do with this now, the lock of the week keeps lock of the week. Two and six on the season. So if you're picking up what we're really doing here is we're telling you to go against what Keith is saying, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you choose what you want to do with this lock of the week, what you want to do with your money. <laughs> your choice, Keith, what's the game? All right, so don't take anything I have to say to heart ever, apparently. Uh, the lock of the week is the Packers at the Chargers. That's a plus three and a half for the Chargers. Chargers are at home in name only. They never actually have a home crowd there. That's, that place is going to be full of cheeseheads, man. So it's basically going to be a home field advantage for the Packers. Give me the Packers. Packers. Minus three and a half on the road in Kinda. San Diego or L.A., whatever the hell it is. Uh, Carson. Lock of the week. Packers. Green Bay. Minus three and a half. Lock it in. Do what you want. Make that money. Go Hawks.